Welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, where you will hear conversations with artists and creative entrepreneurs from around the globe. From art and creativity to education and business, this podcast features discussions with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, I am thrilled to be chatting with Kasia Muzyka, a Polish-American visual artist based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In addition to her work as a painter, Kasia is also the designer behind Call to Love Clothing. Kasia's work is deeply rooted in spirituality and Eastern philosophy. I can't wait to chat with Kasia and learn more about her journey and process. Let's jump in. Thank you, Kasia, so much for joining me today. Thank you, Victoria, for having me. You are so welcome. And I am so excited to chat with you and learn more about your work and your journey. And I already have the pleasure of knowing a little bit about you and the work that you do, but I can't wait for our listeners to hear about it as well. So let's start by going way back and tell us a little bit about, you know, your creative journey, how it began, where you grew up and all of that. Were you always interested in art? How did it start for you? So as a little girl, I obviously grew up in Poland and I grew up in 70s, 70s and 80s. That was a time of uh, communism. And, you know, it were pretty dark, tough times to uh, be a child, (laughs) especially a sensitive child. (laughs) But I have to say that, you know, even though uh, the environment was kind of scary and, you know, you felt a lot of pressure and you know there was a lot of kind of dark and scary energy I think that all of that actually was necessary for me to really develop my sensitivity and to look for the things that actually would fulfill my soul you know things that would like actually help me as a child to survive and I think that you know that darkness kind of really developed you know for me the sense of really sensitivity to feel the energy but also to observe the nature and just see the beauty where normally people don't see. That's incredible. And, you know, I've heard your journey before and it's so inspiring because I know that you went through a lot in your childhood, but I also know that it has really impacted you and the work that you create today. How would you say your childhood has impacted the paintings that you create today? I know that, you know, as a child, I always was very connected with you know, the word beyond, you know, we can call this, I don't know, spiritual stuff, we can call it universe, God, I mean, however you want it. That was just always very important part, you know, for me, for me, you know, the world that we live in is just as much, you know, real as the, the other side, you know, the things that we don't see, like we can say that, you know, we can't touch really, feelings are not tangible, we can't touch them, we can't catch them, but we know they exist. And that's how it is with everything else, you know, those little things, you know, when you walk into a room and you just sense exactly what's happening, you know, or what actually happened. And and you know that it's real because you feel it. You just sense this in your body. So I think that, you know, as a child, I really had to be on a guard a lot and really check my environment for different things. Just make sure that I was safe and also like, you know, for my family to be safe that really developed that like very interesting, you know, sense in me to 
experience world a little bit different, but also to really be connected to the other side, you know, and to be really connected to the spirit and just get the inspiration from there, but also get support and help, you know, and that soothing that I really needed as a child. That's amazing. And I I remember you saying that when you were younger, you didn't have necessarily access to like an abundance of art supplies, but whatever you had, you would grab and, you know, draw or find a way to make art with it. And you had to be really resourceful. And how do you feel that that has kind of shaped you or contributed to your creativity today? My personality is a little eclectic. I like a little bit of everything, you know, I like to put things together. Maybe normally they don't go together, but then something amazing is created because you cannot create anything from two the same thing. You can only create something new from two very different things, you know? So that's really like a base for me, you know? And to be honest, you know, it's also this, that like our reality is so connected with actually, you know, spirituality or something bigger every day, you know, every single moment that we do something, right? We just miss that. So I think that for me, it was just that, you know, picking up different materials just outside in the nature and then create something beautiful from that, that would actually lift my spirit and connect me with something different. Just show me how Life is actually always connected and we are always connected. We just miss those moments, you know, because we tend to be busy and we have to run somewhere and, you know, get things done. But as a child, I had plenty of time, you know, I really didn't have to do anything. And, you know, time was not really organized as children have now, you know, we kind of had to find out things to do when we were children. We, you know, it was very easy to get bored. But because of this, I think I developed that skill of like really finding something very interesting in something very trivial, you know? I think that's so beautiful. And it really does come down to, you know, finding the light even in a dark situation. And I can see that reflected in so many of the paintings that you create today. You know, there's this very ethereal quality to your work and this feeling of almost like transcendence when I look at your work. And so you mentioned spirituality, and I know that your work is deeply rooted in spiritual beliefs and a lot of Eastern philosophy. And I know that that is something you have been studying for so many years that, you know, naturally kind of finds its way into your work. So what led you to study different philosophies and really dive into spirituality? I think it was this need in me that I always had to just, you know, look beyond and look for something more. Don't take the things necessarily, you know, as we see them on the surface, because the things that we see on the surface are only, you know, representation of our perception, right? They are only representation of the stuff that we went through. Most of the time, our trauma, you know, our experiences shaped so much how we actually see everything. For me, it was very important to, I mean, obviously as a child, I didn't know these words and I didn't know the concept, but I think it was always very important for me to just transcend that feeling of like, you know, being scared or being not loved or being alone, you know, for me, in some ways, I always knew that I am loved, that whatever is happening is probably not as bad as I see it. So for me, it was important to connect with something more and see the bigger picture, you know, just connect with something that's more than just only my experience, you know, 
because anytime, you know, like we really concentrate so much on the, let's call it negative side, you know, we just create more of that. But when we try to really transcend and look at the bigger picture and actually see why we're going through certain moments and, you know, how it's actually shaping us and what we are learning, then we kind of see that light, you know, we see that connection. And, you know, my ever favorite, you know, artist, um, Leonard Cohen, right? Uh, in one of the songs, he, he has this phrase, he says that there is a there is crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And that's been like a huge thing for me, I think, through all my life, you know, when I was growing up and then when I actually find out my passion to paint. It's, thank you for sharing that. And it's such a valuable lesson because I think, you know, like you're saying, so many of us get caught up in the day to day and the tasks that we're powering through. And I experience that every day as well. But you have this beautiful way of really slowing down. And I think that really comes through in the work that you're doing. And it's just a reminder to us all, you know, that we're going to miss these magical moments if we don't really slow down and focus on the present. And I know that when you are creating the work itself, you are very, very present and very sort of like connected to, you know, your inner self, you know, maybe we could call it a higher power, but you kind of go into like this other zone. And can you kind of describe a little bit about your creative process and what that actually looks like when you're making your work? Very often I, you know, I sense things in my body first. There's just like an urge that just kind of starts, you know, growing in me. And sometimes I really don't know yet what I really want to create. I just know that something really got my interest. But it's almost like, you know, this message wants to come from like within, right? So then I know that I need to connect. I need to connect with something more than just me or, you know, my perspective as it is. So normally I actually go into, um, you know, some type, some type of uh, meditation, you know, sometimes it can be um, more a dance or a trance, but I always connect with just the spirit or, you know, the reality that it's beyond, you know, I go within because when you go within, you really do have the sense of being connected with everything. So that's been a practice for me to actually soothe myself throughout my life and at the end actually it brought this incredible gift of painting and bringing the messages from beyond so normally I would just go within and you know stay just stay still and just really embrace the moment and be in the moment and just connect you know be really connect and in this type of prayer I normally just ask you know for inspiration to come or for the message to come because sometimes there is an issue that I really want to express. So then I would, you know, ask for the message. I would connect with the energy more than the words. More to connect with something that wants to be expressed than what I'm thinking that I'm going to show. Because our mind is just so limited in a way. And, you know, it's a very structured too. And sometimes we think, if I do this, you know, this will send a message. But the truth is that you do need to connect with something bigger to actually, you know, send a message to the world where everyone can connect with something and have their own individual experience, you know, and maybe have this a little bit of, experience of actually really transcend that moment that they are in and just really be able to connect and, you know, have that just, you know, pleasure of feeling the moment, but also like, you know, feeling the love, 
embrace themselves in that feeling. Thank you for sharing that as well, because like you inspire me so much. And I know I've told you that before, because I think, you know, like many artists, when I'm approaching my work, I am very fast paced and I jump in and I, I just appreciate so much how you really slow down and embrace and almost create like a ritual out of the art making process. I think that's such a beautiful and powerful thing because in doing that, you're really allowing room and space for whatever it is that you're channeling to come through into your work. And I think, you know, it would make your work all that much stronger and also more intentional. And so you just being so intentional with your approach and so in tune is so inspiring, especially to a fast paced artist like me. And so I just, you know, I think we can all kind of take a page out of your book. And if we really look at our work as, you know, regardless of what, you know, your religious beliefs are or anything like that, but if we really look at our work and see it, see our creative process as this really special, you know, almost like alchemical thing that happens because art is magic then maybe we can all just like slow down a little bit with our work. And, you know, just kind of adding on to that, I think I know that for me and many artists, it feels like we're in production mode all the time. We have to make, 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 produce, produce, produce. And you just kind of go at your own pace. It's a slower pace. But again, it's very like methodical and ritualistic and intentional. And I just think that's it's so refreshing to me to hear that. And definitely something that I want to integrate more of into my practice. So thank you for being such an inspiration. And Kasha, I want to shift gears just a little bit because not only are you a phenomenal painter, but you are also a clothing designer. And so I want to learn a little bit more about your journey as a designer. And when did you initially decide that you wanted to start printing your paintings or having your paintings sort of displayed on clothing, on, on garments? What gave you that idea? So like with everything in my life, I just basically um, got the message. <laughs> so because I meditate so much and I envision so much what I would love in my life, the more you actually do this, the more you really start connecting with what's possible for you and what's your really true nature and purpose is. And in one of these explorations, I basically saw my art walking on the stage. It was my art walking and I really couldn't understand the vision that I'm getting. I didn't know what's going on until the moment that I was like, wow, this is a fashion show. Now I get it. Now I understand. So then I started, you know, just researching the companies that I could work with, collaborate and start taking my paintings and the energy of my paintings and really putting it on the fabric and then create pieces of clothing that are, you know, like a wearable art. But in a way, it's so much easier to connect because we do need to wear clothes every day. So I thought this will be such a great, you know, gate for me to actually access many more people than, you know, people that just would go to the gallery, you know, to see the art or would browse, you know, through the paintings. Because I do believe that fashion is art too, you know, and it's 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 the art that, you know, we do every day. And for me, you know, what's the most important is to be able to bring that sacred into the everyday life, you know, because they are not separate. So I thought, what better way if not by actually producing clothing, you know? I love that so much. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said bringing, bringing the sacred into everyday life. I feel like that 
phrase just summarizes everything that you're doing in your painting practice, in your clothing design, because it really is about this idea of taking a moment to pause and, you know, life doesn't have to be this, you know, mundane, like moving through these mundane tasks all day long. It's such a, you know, beautiful gift. And I think there's also something really empowering about wearing your art and having others wear your art because it's, you know, it's different than going down to um, a shop and just grabbing any old thing. You know, you're actually wearing something that someone puts so much love and care and intention into. And um, for anyone that hasn't seen Kasha's artwork, I highly recommend looking her up. Her paintings are these gorgeous, abstract, like very ethereal paintings and there's gold and just these gorgeous colors. I mean, your work lends itself so well to clothing as well. And how would you say your, I know that, you know, exploration and sort of like experimentation is a big part of your process. How would you say that has influenced your work as a designer and also as a painter, this idea of just allowing room for, you know, experimentation, giving yourself room to explore new ideas. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, for me, I think it's like, you know, some, we do like, you know, as human beings, we do need to have the moment where we connect with something more, you know, when we have our own like ritual, right? I mean, you know, every religion has, you know, set up holidays or has a system where you go, you know, to church on Sunday, right? And, you know, as people, we just need those moments. I just thought, you know, why not create something like this, you know? in just kind of more easier way to take, you know, that it doesn't have to be so structured. You don't have to like actually leave the house and do something, you know? So I, I basically created an altar in my studio, you know, and I have my altar, I have my holy water there. I have my things that are like objects that are sacred to me. So anytime I, you know, need some inspiration or I want to be connected with something more, I basically go into my studio. I connect with my altar. You know, I put something on this altar and I don't necessarily know what it's going to be, but I am just asking, you know, for, for that message or for that inspiration to come and then let it go. I don't put any attachment into that because the moment we put attachment, then it just gets distorted by our own ideas, you know, and preconceived notions. So that practice of really like, letting go of the outcome became something huge for me. Not only like when I actually, you know, make art, because when I make art, it has to be like that because I never know what's going to develop. But the same with clothing. It is a little different, you know, but normally when I just play, I just play and I leave it and I just let the creative ideas to come. And sometimes, you know, I might like to block it because I'm thinking that's ridiculous, but then I'm just like really, you know, holding myself, my, myself, embracing myself, and then just letting something else to come through me. I think that's such an important point and, and message to remember as well, is that when we create our art and we approach it without pressure, and we just, like you're saying, allow, allow, I think is such an important word, for things to just flow, they will flow. But as soon as we put pressure onto our art, or we approach a painting that, you know, we have a very specific vision for, which sometimes can be helpful, right? Like it's good to have visions for your work and to trust those visions. But I think it's so important for every artist, no matter what kind of work they do, whether it's abstract or representational, 
to really allow room for for play and for experimentation and, and just allowing things to happen. Because a lot of times it's when those, you know, we call them happy accidents sometimes, you know, but when when we just let go and we allow whatever it is to just happen on the canvas, really beautiful, unexpected things can happen that we could have never imagined or dreamed up or envisioned. And, you know, you hear a lot of artists say, sometimes when they're describing their best works that they felt like something had, you know, taken over their body or like it wasn't coming from them, but it was coming from a higher power or higher source. And I think that is also like art, art is magic, you know, it actually is magic. And a lot of embracing that magic or just bringing about that sort of alchemical process comes down to this ability, like you're saying, to, to allow it to happen, to let go. So thank you for that valuable reminder. <laughs> I actually think that our everyday life is like that. We just don't realize because, I mean, my belief is that we are already the best version of ourselves. The only thing that holds us back is actually ourselves, you know, because if we just allow everything that we are to be here, you know, without the judgment, without, you know, the trauma, without the things that we actually do to ourselves because of certain things that happen to us, right? Like our ego starts to really build this protective layers. And then, you know, we cannot connect with something that's just much so much bigger, right? So if we just, you know, believe that we are already, like everything already has been created for us, right? Time is only illusion. We are already here and we are given this gift just to simply allow, you know, the magic to be. Then you really get it. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. And I think that's also such a helpful strategy when it comes to anything that is like fear-based. You know, anytime we move into fear-based thinking, which let's face it happens to all of us probably multiple times a day, taking a moment to pause and just remind yourself that, you know, everything in a way has kind of been taken care of for us and everything is going to work out. And it's that allowing that I know that that's the strategy that really helps me to move out of fear-based thinking is just to really understand that, okay, whatever it is I'm manifesting or asking for will happen for me. I just have to allow it and I can't block it because, you know, by putting this pressure, this attachment on the thing that I'm asking for, because like you said, then we repel the energy, you know, and we kind of block that. We block ourselves from receiving what we want, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. The The, the big thing is about actually being able to receive, you know, mm -hmm. to receive. Yes. Then you need to take action. Obviously, you cannot just sit on the couch and imagine, you know, <laughs> you do yeah. need to take action. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that, but, you know, just to allow and to receive, you know, all the beauty to come to you and then actually, you know, take the action and bring them to the world. Like kind of this is more the way than just like saying, okay, I'm going to do this and force everything. Yes, yes. And, and you know, I think the saying taking inspired action, I love and is something that really resonates with me because it feels very intentional. And you have taken quite a bit of inspired action in the last year or so when it comes to your art practice and also when it comes to your clothing line. Can you share with us a few exciting things that have happened to you over the past few months in terms of um, your art practice and, you know, perhaps your clothing line as well? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, just 
probably a, a year ago, I haven't even had like my personal, you know, professional website. <laughs> so, you know, this took a little bit to even get there, you know, to, to build everything and to make it happen. But then everything just really started to flow. Everything just started really opening for me and many doors open. So I had a couple of exhibitions. I like as for now, I actually have my own individual hall in a gallery um, with all my artwork. Uh, I'm going for um, the auction uh, where my art will be, uh, you know, presented for the U Ukrainian relief in Phoenix. And that's another like that's a second auction that's going to happen, which I am really super excited about it. And also, you know, in the fall, I'm going to be in Miami on the Art Expo. I've been in a couple articles, you know, in a couple publications. I've been in a Vanity Fair magazine, which is exciting, you know. It's a big one. And um, I have a couple uh, different projects. I'm going to be in this um, international book of the artist of the, the abstract art that will be coming out next year for 2023. It's so great because actually I got, you know, some contacts with uh, local like magazines in my town where I'm actually coming from and they really want to interview me, which is, you know, super great because obviously, you know, it's, it's close to my heart, you know. So this is like a lot of amazing things happening. And then obviously I have, you know, some other projects that I want to do. But then when it comes to my uh, clothing, you know, very soon I'll be um, opening my store. I, you know, have like a, a couple designs that I really want to go with and, you know, and just maybe, you know, bring a little bit of like uh, sunshine and laugh, you know, to people's to people's life. And I also have my clothing in a local boutique. And, you know, my next plan is obviously and, you know, have more places where I can actually put my clothing and, and art. And in the, there are some other projects where we want to open a center, you know, for artists to come and share. And, you know, it, it just goes and on. I think it just never stops when you just start, like, really imagining what can happen for you. Suddenly, you know, everything just really starts manifesting itself. Yes. And you are such an amazing example of that because you are very, you know, connected to your hopes and desires and wishes and everything that you are manifesting. And I, I know that manifestation itself is like a really important part of your daily practice, but you also just have so much enthusiasm. And I feel like every time I chat with you, you have something new or a new idea for something, or, you know, you want to look into an opportunity. And, you know, when in talking about inspired action, you are always putting yourself out there, you know? So part of it, of course, like you said, is manifesting and getting really clear on what it is we're looking for. And then the other part is being willing to put ourselves out there. And that takes, you know, vulnerability and courage and it can be hard. But I think when we really make that leap to put ourselves out there, really beautiful things can happen. And so I wanted to ask you, because you are just such a wise artist and, you know, I wanted to ask you, what advice might you give to any artist who is perhaps experiencing setbacks right now or feeling a little bit, I, I know that for many artists, we always feel like we should be further along and, you know, that can feel a little bit frustrating. Um, or maybe even an artist who is afraid to take that leap and really put themselves out there. What advice might you give them? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. 
Because I mean, even I experienced this, right? I mean, I'm not like, you know, so, you know, great every day. <laughs> I have my like, you know, lower moments. And I think like really the most important thing when you feel that like everything goes down and you don't know what to do, then seriously don't do anything. Just uh, take a step back and reconnect. Just reconnect with what makes you happy, with the joy, you know, with the laughter. Just I'm basically saying go back to the innocence, you know, just go back to this um, childlike, you know, free energy that we all have. We just tend to forget and connect with that. Connect with what like really life is about, you know, and just be in that energy do something for yourself that actually like brings you joy and fulfillment that you feel that like your heart you know is beating again because i think that's like super important there is a lot of you know negativity and you know dragging energies around and if we allow you know for this to like attach to us you know it will drag us down so it's super important to have this practice like you know every day we take shower in the morning and we do this for our physical body but we also have you know, emotional body, we have mental body. It's very important to like take shower every day, you know, and, you know, take care of our other bodies too, right? Because they are real just as much. It doesn't matter that we don't see them. So really going back to this like childlike nature, you know, childlike innocence and just like doing something that you actually love, connect with what you love. What is it that, you know, makes you just, Oh, like you want to run and scream and laugh, you know? And because once you're there, you're really connecting with the higher energy, you're connecting with the energy of the source, you know, of really life, you know, and nature. And only through that you can actually create and you can lift yourself. So for me, it's always that. Just go back to that, you know, just take a break. Because when you are ready, you know, in this like very negative, you know, self-talk and negative energy, Really nothing good will happen from that. You do need to just reset. You know, we all need that. We do reset our computers because sometimes they just need this. It's, it's the same, you know, the programs run in our mind, you know, that we do need to reset from time to time, you know, because it's just like a virus, you know, and we need to just really know that. So if you just take a deep breath, you know, go outside, connect with the nature, wherever there is for you, you know, just do something that really makes you like, you know, alive, you know, just connect with that love, connect with your heart. And then, you know, with this energy, you know, with this refreshment, you can go back, you know, and create. But I would also say that, you know, what was super important for me is to actually have an art coach. Because, you know, if we, because um, it's super, you know, difficult to be so consistent, you know, and guide yourself, you know, it sometimes you almost need that mirror, you know, effect, you need someone else that like, well, you know, sometimes kick your ass, or sometimes just, you know, give you a little bit of embracement, you know, and acknowledgement, we just need that, you know, and that's okay, you know, as long as we know that, like, you know, we also need to be responsible for ourselves and we do need to take the action, you know? But I think it's, it's super important to have that, you know, because you already put you in a structure, you know, and in a schedule and 
you kind of are able to hold the vision because the other person is holding vision for you together with you. And that's very powerful. You know, it's powerful to come together and, you know, to create something. Yes. And, you know, incredible advice and so many important things you touched upon. I'm also a huge believer in mentorship because I feel like, you know, the way you just talked about it was so beautiful and so accurate. When we have another person that's cheering us on and supporting us and, I had a mentor, an incredible mentor right before I launched, you know, Visionary Art Collective. Um, When you have someone else that you're working closely with that really believes in your vision and is willing to push you and sees the potential in you, you know, it's you, it's so empowering. And I think sometimes even a mentor can show you things that maybe you don't even know about yourself, you know, Uh, which is also really incredible. But, you know, back to your point of sometimes we just need to reset you know, it, it really is as simple as that. Sometimes I find that anytime I start to feel spun out with an overflowing to-do list or, you know, whatever it might be, the things that we all experience on a daily or weekly basis, the most powerful thing really is just taking a breath or taking like a 10 minute walk outside and reconnecting to nature. Even here in New York city, just finding a little patch of, you know, a small park or, or walking by the water Um, And it really does refresh you. And, you know, sometimes I think we just as humans have a tendency to overcomplicate things. Um, And sometimes life is complicated, don't get me wrong. But it's figuring out what we can do and what we need in order to feel at our best. And I think that part of that, and you kind of touched upon this too, is building a, a really powerful daily routine. Because I think that that builds or creates like a structure for us, a foundation from which we can reach our goals and be our best selves. So if you know that you have to take a walk every day at a certain time and that's a non-negotiable, I mean, that's my non-negotiable. I know that if I don't do that, I'm going to be thrown off, you know, or I'm not going to feel quite right. So it's, you know, it's like there's that quote, and I don't know if this is exactly how it goes, but it's like the smallest thing can make the biggest impact, you know? finding out what it is that you need to thrive and integrating that even in a small way every day will add up to make a huge, a huge difference. So anyway, Kasha, it is such a pleasure to chat with you. I always feel so inspired and like reset after our conversations and ready to take inspired action myself. So (laughs) thank you so much for joining me. And um, where can our listeners learn more about you? Where can we find you? I'll include all of your information in the show notes, but um, tell us your website, your Instagram, and all of that good stuff. Sure. Yes. Thank you, Victoria. So my website is www.kashamuzika.com. I'm not going to spell this out because I know you're going to include (laughs) that. (laughs) Yes, yes. There is another website where I'm going to sell my clothing, which is uh, www.kashamuzika.com calltolove.com. Both of my websites are connected, so it's super easy. And the same with Instagram. You know, it's basically at Kasha Musica or at Call to Love. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Kasha. I am so excited um, for our listeners to learn more about you and definitely check out Kasha's work if you haven't, her paintings and her clothing. So inspiring, so beautiful. And I think we can all take away a valuable message from this episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.